In today's Gospel reading, which is also the sermon text, we hear how Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit and was tempted by the devil. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Well, mulligans are are like forgiveness. And um, we need forgiveness because we yield to temptation. In In the New Testament... The, the, word, the word for test and the word for temptation is the same word. Sometimes that word is translated temptation and sometimes it's translated test. And so in the Lord's Prayer we pray, uh, lead us not into temptation. But when we sing it, it saves us from the time, of, the time of trial. You see, test and temptation... They're the same thing, and I've, I've shared this example with you before. If you have a dog, a trained dog, and um, you put a piece of meat in front of the dog, and the dog is hungry. Now, is that a test or is it a temptation? Yes. <laughs> it's both a test and a temptation to whether the dog has, has the, uh, the, 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 the self-control not to eat. Tests and temptations. Now today in two of the Bible readings we have two temptations or tests. The first is the temptation of of Eve in the garden. And the second is the temptation of Jesus out in the wilderness. Now let's look about, think about the temptation of Eve. Probably the most important part of the temptation of Eve is this. When, when When the serpent says to Eve... You shall not die. Because previously, God has said, you can eat anything you want, but you can't eat out of the tree that's in the middle of the garden. Because if you eat of it, you shall die. And Satan, the snake, the devil comes and says, God lied to you. God has lied to you. You shall not die. You shall be like God. Wow. You shall be like God, knowing good and evil. And God doesn't want any competition. 
have a bite and be like God. Who wouldn't like to be who wouldn't like to be God? How often has he heard it said, nobody's going to tell me what to do? That's being God. Because nobody tells God what to do. Now, temptations come to us at our weakest point. And I think for Eve, the weak point was this, that God had, had drawn a fence around her and around Adam. They couldn't do anything they wanted. They had responsibilities, but they couldn't do everything they wanted because they couldn't eat that fruit. In effect, God was, uh, the, the serpent was saying, now look, God has hemmed you in. But wouldn't you like to be free? Wouldn't you like to have it so that nobody can tell you what to do? Have a bite. That's where Eve's weakness was. She wanted to be free. She wanted to be her own, her own boss. Now, temptations often come to us by way of lies. Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. And so someone is coming to a bunch of teenagers, trying to sell them drugs and dope and that kind of stuff. It happens, doesn't it, in school? It happens too often. Now, when they do that, they don't say, take this stuff, shoot it in your veins, it'll turn your brains to mashed potatoes. They don't say that. What do they say? Oh, take this stuff. Oh, you'll feel wonderful. Ooh, it's delicious. It's only after you take it that your brain turns to mashed potatoes. Because the temptation is built on a lie. How many of you watch The Simpsons? Anybody besides me? Well, we got a few Simpsons there. Right. Good, good, hope, good. Well, there's, a, there's an issue. There's a, an episode of The Simpsons where Homer decides that he's going to steal cable television. Uh, because he doesn't want to pay for cable television. Are you, is your cable bill too high? Mine is too high. And Homer decides he's going to steal it. And he steals it, and then he says, but, you know, nobody gets hurt. So it's okay to steal. And he teaches his children that it's okay to steal because nobody gets hurt. Well, that's... That's a lie. You can't steal for any reason whatsoever. Or how about paying your income tax? Is it okay to not report all your income? I read somewhere not too long ago that we live in a country that's going broke, right? And yet there's, there's billions and billions of dollars of unreported income in the United States because people think, well... It's only a few dollars. Nobody's going nobody's to catch me. And so millions and millions of people convince themselves, they yield to the temptation that they can cheat on their taxes because, well, it's all right. I can get a few more dollars. That's where the weakness is because weaknesses, sin, temptation always comes where you're weakest. Now let's get back to the dog. You have this dog. He's a well-trained dog, but he's hungry. And so you're going to give him a test. And the first thing you do, you put down a cabbage. What do you think the dog will do? Turn his nose up. So you put down a carrot. And the dog turns his nose up. And you put down a rose. 
And the dog turns his nose up. And you put down a steak. And what does the steak do? What does the, the dog do? Well, he starts to salivate. And he wants to eat that meat because that's where he is the weakest. He wants the steak. And when you put the temptation down, you put the steak down, then you find out. Then you find out how disciplined, how much self-control the dog has. Now, <laughs> after the first service, somebody came out and said, my dog loves cabbage. <laughs> well, to each his own, right? And somebody else said, my dog likes carrots. Well, maybe the dog doesn't eat meat, maybe it eats carrots. But what I want to say is that temptations come at your weakest point. Whether it's meat or cabbage or carrots or whatever. Now the temptation of Jesus. Because, because temptations always come at your weakest place. The challenge for, this, for Satan, for the devil, was to find out where Jesus was the weakest. Where could he attack Jesus? Now in this temptation, you know, there are no... There is no sensuality. There is no sexuality. There are no maidens clothed in, fim, in, in flimsy dress. That was like the cabbage for most dogs. And Satan had to find a weakness in Jesus to get at him. And the weakness, I think, was this. If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, raising doubt, if you're the Son of God. The temptations of Jesus happen right after his baptism. He goes down into the water, he joins that, that parade of people who are on their way to the, to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist to confess their sins, and they need to do that because they fall and pray to the devil. Jesus comes down, but he's not, he hasn't sinned. He, he is baptized to identify himself with us. And this is his ordination. This is his ordination. And the voice says, you're my beloved son. I'm really pleased with you. Now get to work. And so, Jesus is is tempted. Someone has written um, that um, in tempting people, Satan likes a challenge. I don't know if that's true or not. I thought it was in the screw tape letters, but I couldn't find it there. But the premise is that Satan likes a challenge. And Satan doesn't like the human race because we are such pushovers. It's easy for him to tempt us. It's easy for him to pull us into all kinds of sin. It is. In fact, this person wrote that the devil looks down upon the human race, is disappointed in the human race because we are so easily tempted. Wow. And so when he comes to Jesus, he has to find some place where Jesus is vulnerable. And it's true, isn't it? We are easily tempted. It doesn't take much to pull people into sin. In fact, the devil can the devil can tempt whole churches into sin. We've seen that in the last 20 or 30 years. Whole churches 
have been tempted to go into sin, to see sinful things. And the weakness was this, that the morals of the world out there are changing, and we have to keep up with them. And so churches are teaching stuff that not too many years ago would have been considered heresy. You see, we're, we're, we're easy to tempt. But Jesus was not easy. And so the Satan found this. If you are the Son of God, if you really think you're the Son of God, here's what you need to do. You're hungry. Turn this stone into bread. If you're the Son of God, then let's go up to the top of the temple. You can jump off and God will will catch you. If, If you are the Son of God. How many of you know the movie Jesus Christ Superstar? You've seen Superstar? In Superstar, the, the, main, the, the main song has this line. Jesus Christ Superstar. Are you the one who they say you are? Are you here to come? And in that movie, Jesus is, is, is uh, put on trial in front of Pilate. And then Pilate sends Jesus to Herod. And this is in the Bible. Because Herod was the ruler of Galilee, and Jesus was from Galilee. And in the movie, then, Herod says this, Prove to me you are divine. Turn my water into wine. Prove to me you are no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. That's that's the temptation of Jesus. Is he who he says he is? Now, most of us would say, I'll prove it to you. Give me a rock and go get the jelly. Let's find a building higher than the temple. But Jesus didn't do that. Because if Jesus did that, then he would have lost. Because he would not only be proving to Satan, he'd be proving to himself And he would have doubted God's word. God said, you are my son. And Jesus is not sure. And so he does these miracles to prove to himself who he is. And Jesus doesn't yield. Satan found the place where Jesus was weakest. And it it didn't work. Now notice this. In response to the temptations, Jesus doesn't argue. He quotes the Bible. Jesus memorized the Bible. That's the value of going to Sunday school, boys and girls. That's the value of being a Christian, that you memorize the Bible. But notice this also. Satan has also studied the Bible. Because Satan quotes the Bible to Jesus. See, I'm not impressed by people who can quote the scriptures automatically. I'm not impressed by a church that teaches wrong things because they think they have something in the Bible. Jesus simply quoted the scripture. And he left it at that. And he survived the temptation because he had built a wall where he was the weakest. We're easy to to tempt, aren't we? We really are. 
We really are. And we need to, to be aware of that. If you want to find out something about yourself, simply ask yourself, what is your weakest place? Where, the, where do the temptations come at me all the time? Now, that's a painful thing to do. To examine your life and see where you fail again and again, where the devil wins again and again and again. But it's necessary. Because Satan comes after us in the weakest place, not in the strongest place. And when we find where our weaknesses are, then we can build up defenses against it. And it should never be. It should never be that Christians are a pushover like the folks out there. I think that the guy is right. They are pushovers. Remember Jesus said, Holy Father, the world does not know you. I think that's right. They don't know you, but we know God. We know right and wrong. We know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And we should not be pushovers when it comes to temptation. Not that we're always going to succeed, but we should give the devil a struggle. In today's prayer, we have this line. Give each one of us strength and victory through Jesus Christ the conqueror. I've said a couple of times in the last few weeks, we should have victories over the sin in our lives. We should be able to say, I ain't what I'm going to be. I ain't what I should be, but thank God Almighty I'm not what I was. There should be victories. We should be putting up a fight because the, the devil comes after us. In fact, I think he comes after those who are fighting the best because he loves a challenge and we shouldn't let him win. Now, what do you do when you find yourself under temptation? Well, I want to suggest two things. The first is this. Say to the devil, say to the temptation, I'm baptized. I'm the property of Jesus Christ. Get out of here. Martin Luther saw the devil more than once. And there's a wonderful story about Martin Luther was, was under, uh, under attack by the devil. And he saw him. And he took an inkwell and he threw it at the devil and it splashed against the wall. Now that was 500 years ago. And the Chamber of Commerce has, has darkened that from time to time. But that's right. Luther would say, I am baptized. Leave me alone. That's how you fight temptation. And the second thing is this. Say to Satan when he comes knocking on your door, go back to hell where you belong. Amen. Amen.